This is Kevin Conroy. You're listening to the Batman Universe Podcast. Am I blue? Am I blue? Ain't these tears in my eyes telling you? Am I blue? Each plan that you had done fell through. There was a time I was your only one, but now I'm the sad and lonely one. Beautiful. And you'll keep your part of the bargain? A deal's a deal. He can stop now. Not on your life. I should say... Hello and welcome to the Batman Universe Comic Podcast, Season 14, Episode 22. I'm your host, Ian, and with me I have... Oh, this is Dev. How <laughs> can I compete with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, we are very glad to have Steph back uh, after her uh, struggle with intense illness. Dude, it was a sore throat. I was fine. Intense, I say. <laughs> but we are really glad to have her back. We missed you last time. Oh, I missed you. Uh, I don't remember what you, you. I don't remember what all you said, but I'm sure you had some things that were wrong. Oh yes, of course, <laughs> of course. And he had a mode too, and it's. Oh, I did. I did get a mode. It was great. Although I did send Steph a screenshot of my score already, so you can't. Uh, you can't accuse me of changing my score to get a mode this this episode. All right, so uh, we have a bit of news this time. Um, unfortunately, Kevin Conroy, longtime voice of Batman in animated form and also a couple live action appearances, um, maybe just one, uh, did pass away this last couple of weeks. Yeah, I definitely was one of those kids that would run home after school and watch. Batman and Superman on the TV when I got home from school. Yeah, I'm going to miss him a lot. He seemed like he was a really nice guy. Yeah, for for me and me being the the elder, the geriatric person of the trio, um, I won't say that Conroy was my Batman. Um, you know, just because of my exposure to the character so much longer. But Batman the Animated Series was my Batman show uh, until, you know, we really got deep into the movies, particularly with uh, the Nolan trilogy. But the, the Animated Series was probably... And to this day, still, is probably the closest depiction to the character of Batman that's that's been produced. And much of that is due to the work that Conroy did. Uh, so, yeah, it, that one came, you know, all of a sudden. That was, That one really hit me in the gut. And I am... Happy to say that, you know, before he passed, I had the opportunity to uh, meet him at a convention once. So, uh, 
rest in peace to one of the greats. We all enjoyed the uh, piece that Steph's going to put in front of this episode in tribute of him. Definitely contributed a lot to the Batman universe in general for the last 30 plus years. Actually, 30 years exactly, isn't it? Yeah, because I think the first season aired in 92, so 30 years. Uh, we also got a big announcement about what's happening in 2023, and I'm very curious to see what uh, Thea's going to say about what I say next. I was both right and wrong. I said that they were going to do a line-wide rebranding project starting in March, but instead they're doing a line-wide rebranding project starting in January called Dawn of DC. Um, there's not a ton of stuff focusing on Batman. Uh, most of it focuses around Superman with a new Green Arrow series coming too, uh, and two new Green Lantern series, including a uh, friend of the podcast, Mariko Tamaki, writing Hal Jordan, which I think will be pretty exciting because she did such a great job on Detective Comics. Um, but in Batman news, we're getting a new Batman... Um, I can't tell if it's anthology series or like a rotating series, but it's called Batman, the Brave and the Bold. And I assume that's going to be a team up title since that's what Brave and the Bold always means. Um, and Tom King's doing a new miniseries that might be called The Penguin, but it might be called something else. And I'm betting this is going to be a tie in to the movie or streaming series. Well, no, I'm wrong. Sorry. Uh, this is actually a tie in to Chip Zdarsky's Batman. Um, but it's going to be very Tom King because the government's going to recruit Penguin. <laughs> and I'm sure he's going to include his stupid jokes about Penguin falling in love with birds. Tom King <sighs> can't touch Penguin. It's too wrongly wrong. He's I, going to. I will only say, are we, are we getting a Batman number one? Nope. Uh, Are we getting a Detective Comics number one? Nope. Neither of them are getting rebooted. So you're wrong. (laughs) I didn't say Batman was getting a new number one. This is the Batman Universe comic podcast. What else are we talking about when we've been talking about relaunches? Hmm? Matter of fact, the last relaunch didn't give us a number one. Wait, wait. The last relaunch didn't even give us a Detective Comics number one. Back at your exact words were we're gonna get a crossover between Batman, Detective, and Catwoman, and when they're done with that, we're gonna have a relaunch. And hopefully that also means Teeny Howe will be getting off of Catwoman. I can't wait. And you were wrong on all of it. Every single one of those things is wrong, correct. Although we are gonna get a Batman, Detective, and Catwoman crossover. It's just happening later in the year. Which Probably in say. June. Oh well. Is is oh, so I'm looking at this graphic with uh, it's timeline question mark yep. so? and so there's Superman and there's d- 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 Doom Patrol I'm Doom guessing. Patrol and then there's yep. there's Green Lantern Green, Green Arrow Lantern and Green Arrow and then Batman and Flash is that Thundercats that's Shazam S- and... no under under Shazam oh I said right. Flash you know, okay yeah but under okay so but under Shazam what's that that is the Hawkman symbol Hawkman. Interesting. It looks like. Which is interesting because Hawkman is currently in the JSA title. You say interesting. I mean, I really (laughs) like the last Hawkman title. Okay, it was great. But it also looks like a timeline. So it looks like the Batman stuff won't be for a while. 
and then everything well, else is so grayed out. We can see at the very top, you know, you have Lazarus Planet at the top left. In the yeah. middle, it says night and then T. So I think that night is going to be part of the big crossover in the summer. Yeah. Because Superman is February, so we've got February, March, April, May, and then we got a blank in June. And I think that's when night time, or whatever it's going to be called, starts. I don't know why I thought the, the Hawkman symbol was for the, the Black Hawk. But. I, see, when this came out, I, I googled both the Blackhawks and Hawkman, because I really would like to see Lady Blackhawk come back. But this is Hawkman. <sighs> and Steph doesn't care. I don't care. 90% of 99% of comic fans don't care about Hawkman. That series died. Uh, but it did last for 27 issues, which is pretty good, actually. You you lost me, uh, Tom, Tom King. But he's not Fish, living Hawkman. Fishman. No. No, she's talking about Fishman. Oh, the- Fishman. Fishman oh, I mean, I lost myself. I don't want that. <laughs> I, I feel like you can go back and listen to those podcasts, and I was quite... Uh, actually, I don't know if those conversations made it on the cast. Oh, I don't know. But I was very upset about it. I thought it was really stupid, and I refused to believe it. I will read it, only if I'm forced to. <sighs> Just know, I'll read listeners, it. that we were traumatized. <laughs> I wasn't traumatized. I was already done, buddy. That <laughs> I was post-wedding, so he was gone. Was, exactly. I was done by then. So we also had solicitations drop for February and a few pieces of news-ish for Batman. None of these are particularly new. Maybe one, but um, Batman versus Robin is concluding in February after a skip month because it's part of the whole Lazarus Planet thing. Batman is going to face a villain called Red Mask in Zadarsky's run and possibly Catwoman is going to get folded into the main title. Did you see that um, that variant cover? Yeah. I can't tell if that's Selena or this Red Mask character. I wonder if Red Mask is like Black Mask and she like can dress up as other characters. Yeah. That had me real confused. Clayface is going to be our one bad day for February and he's going to get another origin story. <laughs> Yay. But to be fair, these all have been ish. Not mean I shouldn't say that at all. Oh. Uh, okay. Riddler was an origin story. Origin Riddler's. Two Face wasn't. Penguin wasn't. Mr. Freeze was. I, I, I don't know. I feel like we're 50-50 at this point. It really wasn't completely an origin story. Which one? Mr. Freeze. Uh, I mean, we're going to talk about Mr. Freeze, because that's our yeah. comic for this one. Yeah, we can, we can discuss it then, but there were touches of origin, but it wasn't origin such as Riddler. No, I would say that it was less of an origin. So... That it just strengthens my case. I don't think it should be an origin. I think that Clayface just had a really solid reworking of his origin in Detective Comics by Tynan. We don't really need to revisit it. I know this is like Black Label, so it's like its own continuity, whatever, whatever. But come on. Uh, I Am Batman is ending. Aww. Said nobody. (laughs) Are you really sad? (laughs) No. I didn't see that. That wasn't solicited. That is exactly what it says. I do, do you want me to read it? Go right on ahead. Oh. All right. <clears throat> Jace Fox is on the most urgent mission of his tenure as Batman to save the life of his mother again. 
At war with the domestic care group called the Moral Authority, Jace fights a relentless battle along his side his sister Tiffany and a new hero who bridges DC's past, present, and future as I Am Batman comes to a spectacular and emotional close. That title's dead. Yeah. I'd read, I'd read a book about Tiff. I would read a book about Tiffany by someone else. <laughs> I'd rather read a book about Luke. Or Tam. Or Luke and Tam. I don't know where Ridley went wrong with Jace once Future State ended. He, and, he, he dragged well, out the origin story. That's what went wrong. He should have gotten well, that out yeah. of the way in the first yeah. freaking issue. Yeah, I, I think I think them killing 5G completely ruined this. Possibly. Possibly. Because I do get the sense that this was a ritual. Because I liked a lot of the components he had. I loved the cops. The cops are still my favorite part. Like Chubb and Whitaker. I hope they stick around. And overall, I didn't hate Jace. I don't know why he changed his name, but whatever. I guess I don't hate Jace. I'm just like, but why couldn't it be Luke? Well, (laughs) every single issue, I'm just like, why? He answered that question in what that in second. What was that? What's it in second son? I mean, he, he answered the question. I just wasn't yeah. satisfied by his answer. Well, you, you're never satisfied. Uh, oh, yes. And the last and most important piece of news from solicitations, Stephanie Brown gets a Robin homage variant for Robin Tim Drake number six by Dan Mora. And oh, do I wish Dan Mora was actually doing this comic and someone else was writing it. <laughs> okay. <sighs> This is going to be a downer of a podcast, guys. <laughs> Happy holidays! I am thankful for <laughs> my co-host, and that's it. Maybe we should do a thankfulness at the beginning and a thankfulness at the end so that we begin and end with something slightly more positive. <laughs> I mean, I'm thankful for a ton of stuff in Dawn of DC, just none of it's Batman stuff. Like, I'm happy about... Steelworks and Green Arrow and Green Lantern. The Batman stuff, I'm just like, whatever. Which is weird, but we have so much Batman stuff that I am enjoying, just none of it this week. It's weird considering all of this stuff is supposed to basically originate because of Batman versus Robin and World's Finest. And you look at all of this stuff, and right now, from a story aspect, the only thing that interest me is actually not the story but a lot of the covers and uh, that's that's been no, leaning too heavily on those covers that's no bueno yeah well, what we're looking forward to like and i think i was even mentioning that about tim Drake robin that this this week's ep- issue i loved the denmore cover it was like if whatever's going on on this cover was in the book i would i would love reading it i would be excited but it's not it's Riley Rosmo. And it's not Tim Drake teaming up with Tim. It's a fake Tim Drake or Tim Jason fighting Tim Drake. <laughs> well, we is... will talk about Tim Drake Robin in Greater Gotham. How long is, we will have uh, things to say. How long is um, Lazarus Planet supposed to be? Just January and February? Just, the, just January and February. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> he said thank God. Although I mean, I do, do you expect me to be excited about this event? It is well, everything I, I mean, dislike. Considering that they're putting a lot of emphasis on Helena, I would have thought. 
well, that's true. There is one of these tie-ins that has two Helena covers, and I will be checking that out. But I just hate events. I just there's with Dark Cry like okay, so I actually am not hating Dark Crisis, but like I'm not excited about it either. Wait, you're and so we're the- going from Dark Crisis to Plan- Lazarus Planet. You reading Dark I'm, Crisis? I'm just like, can we just have like regular comics for like six months and then do wait, the event? Wait, wait, wait! You're reading Dark Crisis? Every issue of Dark Crisis has stuff in it. I have to read. It. We had we had a vow that we weren't touching that. A vow. I broke the vow. <laughs> I broke the vow. <laughs> they keep putting stuff in it. I have to. Oh God! Such such a whim. All right. So we're going to get started on our reviews. Our well, our only review is Detective Comics number one thousand sixty-six. Gotham Nocturne, Act One, Part One, written by Ram V, artist Ivan Ries. Three days after Batman saved Prince Arzen of the Orgum family from Talia's League of Assassins at the Gotham docks, and Jim Gordon saved Batman himself, he lies still in Gordon's office, badly injured. Upon waking, Gordon catches him up, Batman suits up, and vanishes. Harvey Dent flips a coin and kills a man in his club, telling those watching him that Two-Face is back. But the truth is, the coin landed good side up, and he's trying to fake it to develop a plan to break free from the Asmer demon the Orgums possessed him with. His controller, Gale, investigates the power station where Harvey's man disappeared. As the Orgums reconstruct Arkham Asylum, Bruce meets Arzen Orgum in front of the site, and Arzen says he wants to work with Bruce to save the city. After Bruce leaves, Arzen's advisor with the creepy eyes, Shavad, says Bruce is the decayed past and they should destroy him, too. Batman investigates the power station as Jim calls him about Ubu's murder by a huge animal. He finds Mr. Freeze at the station, facing off against Gale, who tries to possess the villain with another asthma. Batman attacks, and Gale transforms into a werewolf. Gale and Batman trade blows, but Freeze traps both of them in an ice bomb explosion. So, uh, our first chapter of the next part of this arc by Ram V is starting, and we have a new artist, although he's also Brazilian, like Rafael Albuquerque. Uh, Ivan Reis returns after doing several issues for Marco Tamaki. How do you like the art in this issue versus the last four issues by Albuquerque? Very. Uh, oh, shoot. I always forget his name from Sirens. Uh, Guillaume March. Guillaume March. Very much reminds me of Guillaume March, but it's not as clean. It's like a dirty, <laughs> dirty, <laughs> dirty Guillaume March. And it's very, to me, it was very like horror and grotesque in some ways. Like every time Batman's wrapped up, it just icked me out. <laughs> I was really distracted by how creepy Batman looked with all the bandages on, especially when he's got the bat suit on and his face just looks like a mummy. <laughs> uh, so it's not my jam. It's not bad. It's very well done. This is good quality art. It is not what I would choose for art. <laughs> 
but it suits the tone of the book, I guess. I am of I am of the complete opposite opinion of Steph. I absolutely love Yvonne Reese and and even though the style that he drew in this issue is is way different than what he did in Shadows, it is still very good. Now again, maybe it's it's I have a bias against Albuquerque drawing Batman, but give me Reese any day and on weekends. I think I like Albuquerque a little bit better, Um, but this is definitely good. I think it's very well done. Do you see a difference between this issue, art-wise, and what Reese did during um, Shadow of the Bat and that Riddler arc that he did with Tamaki and Shams? Shadow of the Bat, Reese. Oh my god, how can you not remember the art he did in in Shadows? Dude, I have just a state of disorder or something. It's not true. I don't. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember. I can't even even if you did, we still love you. That is true. Sometimes. <laughs> See how you can take it. I don't. I don't remember at all. Uh yeah. Um, well, I kind of answered it already. You know, you could you could see a difference in the work he did with Tamaki and what he does here. So, uh, but again, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, part of it is that Tamaki was basically writing Die Hard in Gotham, and Ram V is writing, I don't know, like a, a mystical, dark, spiritual opera, and so. I think it's cool that Reese is altering his style between, you know, Tamaki's, you know, hardcore action, just more clean lined and just a lot more fighting. And then, you know, the sort of mysterious and horrifying and creepy and foreboding, a lot of foreboding in this issue. I guess that's what I would say is, is, is I, I wouldn't have gun to my head, wouldn't have guessed it was the same artist. Because it's just such a different feel. It is a very different feel. Um, I can see some similarities for sure, but um, I don't know if I would have known. Because honestly, Reese isn't one of the people I know. I I have read a fair amount of his stuff on um, Aquaman at the beginning of the New Fifty Two, but it didn't. I can't pick him out like I can pick out like you know Jim Lee or Greg Capullo or Dustin Nguyen or. Lee Garbett. Like, I know several artists, but Reese isn't one of them. So if I know it's Reese, I can see that it is him, but he's not the one I can, like, pick out, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's good. This is not to say it's bad. It's just, I just haven't spent as much time with it. How do you feel about this beginning of the next part? The beginning of Act 1? Does it feel like just the next chapter? Or does it feel like a new... Like, does it feel like Ram V is doing something new structurally or does it feel like it's like a just between a commercial break oh commercial break for sure okay um with so if you read a lot of webtoons like i do um you get to the last little bit and there's a cliffhanger and then it's to buy new chapters ahead of time or you just can't wait for the next week or whatever and 
it's a little cheap. Like sometimes it's like, you didn't have to do that. I know why you did that. You didn't have to do that. And I feel like Batman is just <laughs> something horrible is happening to him at the end of every single one of these. It's like the only action that moves forward is that something horrible happens to Batman. And it's like he just woke up from drowning in the beginning. And now he's a popsicle. <laughs> a batsicle. A thank you. a batsicle. Oh, poor guy. It's almost frustrating to read. I, I will say to kind of go along with what Steph is saying is that if this is what we're going to have to deal with through throughout not turn i'm gonna get turned off rather quickly because mm-hmm. that that can get very old mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i i seriously hope there's some mixing up with this for sure that's a that's a really good note i hadn't noticed that so i'll have to keep an eye out for how those issues are structured i'm glad i asked the question <laughs> get better answers that i have to give <laughs> but that's why we do a podcast with more than just me be a weird, um, weird podcast if you were talking to yourself. I mean, I could do it. I'd be like, the high voice and the low voice. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite moment from this issue? <sighs> when it ended? Can I, can I say that? <laughs> oh, uh, harsh. I'm, I'm, okay, so I am enjoying Two Faces or Harvey's plan. It's, it's interesting seeing Harvey making these choices. And being the baddie to make everyone believe Harvey's not in charge, which is, I mean, that's interesting. Except it's kind of pooping on his hero's journey. So there's that. Yeah, we'll get deeper into that in the back. But I am yeah. curious about that. Yeah, right now for me, the the internal battle between Two-Face and Asthma possessed harvey is probably the best thing going on right now because i mean the way rombi is is writing it you know who would think that in this you know two-face is actually the good guy if there's such a thing between those two you know realizing that something's wrong Mm -hmm. so that for, for me right now that's that's my favorite moment, if there is such a thing as a favorite moment. I think my favorite moment is probably um, Bruce and Jim. I, I love that oh, relationship, yeah. and I think Ron V does a really good job with that. I am I don't understand why he had to throw in the line of dialogue about Batman saying, good to have you back, even though that explains why they had the editor's note in the backup saying this happens before Joker number 15, but why do you even have, if you just take out that line, it doesn't make a difference. You could just move on. But it's a very nicely written moment. I'm I'm not it doesn't take away from the moment. I just think that editorial should have just said, put that one line and it would have been fine. What do you think about our werewolf? Do you think he fits into Batman lore? I was so confused by that. Like it took me a while to realize that was what was his name? Gail? Yeah. Gan Gan? I don't remember. No, Gan, I think it's Gail. Gan's a girl in White Knight. Yes. Because he's got the he's got the furry jacket on and then the werewolf doesn't, but it's because the werewolf threw off the jacket and you kind of anyway, so it took me a minute to figure out what the heck was even going on. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't care that there's a werewolf in Batman. That's fine. That's fine. That's 
whatever. There's, there's a plant lady. There's a plant lady who controls plants in Batman. That's fine that there's a werewolf. I don't understand why there's a werewolf. Hey, Bigby was in there not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, Bigby so. was there not too long It's fine. Now it's an alternate universe, though. <laughs> but lore-wise, yeah, no, that's fine. It's It's weird, but it's still on, like, a Batman level of being able to solve it. That's fine. But there's a lot of weird people on that boat that came off that boat or were ahead of the boat. And it's just um, like weird eye lady. I was going yeah. to say I'm more concerned about weird eye lady than I am about werewolf yeah. because it, it seems like weird eye lady. And I'm not gonna even going to try to pronounce her name again, but weird eye lady seems to have a deeper power with her three eyes that it could potentially, I mean, not that it matters these days in comics, but it could leave Bruce's identity, considering what it seems like her ability with those eyes can do. I mean, I think there's no doubt that the Orgums are going to find out who Batman is, but they don't know yet. All right. I, I personally am still really feeling muddled by this arc because like I can see that the Orgums want to take over Gotham and they they're doing it on two fronts. They're doing it through Gale and Two-Face with the Arzen demons, but they're also doing it with a public face of the Arzen family and you know taking over Arkham Asylum. But I don't know why. I don't know anything about the characters of the Orgums. And I don't know what their powers are other than this werewolf guy. And I don't know how he got it. Like, there's so many questions. And I get that we're supposed to be going on atmosphere and mood a lot. But I like I like to know why. I like to know the motives. I like to know the, the how it works. So hopefully that gets delivered. I'm pretty sure it can be. I just, I'm worried this is going to turn out to be one of the stories that's all about the, the mood and the atmosphere. And that annoys me. Oh, like they would end it and you never know anything? Yep. I hate those stories. Oh, that would be annoying. Considering equal places in time as far as issue count, you enjoying Rambi more than you enjoyed Tamaki? No. No, Tamaki was much more engaging. Um, I did have some some frustration about seven or eight issues in when we were still dealing with the parasite plot, but five issues in, I was still really hooked. Yeah. Cause I feel like, cause maybe we can look back at this as a collected and be like, Oh yeah, look, it's really good. It's just a slow burn. But Tamaki's was like short and punchy and, or at least not necessarily short, but like the story, it felt like every, every issue had me satisfied or at least really looking forward to the next one. This one is like, okay, here's another layer. Oh, here's another layer. Oh, here's another layer. Maybe. <laughs> here's another it feels like lost, you know, where it's like every episode is like a new question. Did we answer any of the old questions? No, but we have more. I never watched Lost and I feel like I didn't miss I watched out. like two episodes. It was just <laughs> like this show is never gonna go anywhere. I don't I don't want to see it. And it never <laughs> did. I don't even think it ended answering everything. <laughs> I, I do not feel like I made the wrong choice. You're not alone. No lie. Yeah, I, 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 Tamaki had me hooked rather quick, and unlike Ian, I actually you know, enjoyed the 
parasites, especially their role in the whole uh, fair state plot from JT. So, yeah, I was I was hooked from the neighborhood. So, yes, I miss her. Yeah, like clearly Zadarsky is coordinating with Teeny Howard. But it doesn't feel like Ram V is coordinating with Zarsky. He's coordinating a lot with Sai Spurrier, which is fair because they're on the same book. But I don't know. It does not feel like Zadarsky's failsafe story is taking place in the same universe as uh, Ram V's Orgum story. And, and again, we know it. We know timeline wise where Detective is, or at least I feel we know where the storyline is in Detective compared to. Zadowski's universe. So, oh, where do you where are you putting it? Oh, before that that does make sense, especially because it feels to me like Zadowski's post Dark Crisis. I'll take your word on that. Considering <laughs> I read one Dark Crisis issue. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other questions before we move on to the backup? Well, okay. Here's one. Here's one. In the history of Batman, every single every single incarnation of Batman, has he ever been frozen by Mister Freeze without a partner to help him? Ooh, I don't know about that one. Because yeah, usually he does have like a Robin or Nightwing or someone. Because yeah, if I mean I don't even remember him ever getting frozen, but I would imagine if he got frozen, he's always with a partner to help him out. Because like with Fear Toxin, anti and 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 Joker Toxin, there's a, there's a pill he can pop or an injection he can give himself or whatever but like he's frozen he's a he's a bat sickle he can't move how's he gonna get is he gonna <laughs> blow really hard <laughs> until he defrosts like what's he gonna do i bet the bat symbol on his chest is gonna turn into like a big spotlight. as soon as i said that i was like there's probably some part of his bat suit that heats up if it gets too cold or something so he survived siberia i made that up that's headcanon <laughs> I was like, we don't have proof that Tom King thought that far. All right. So let's move on to our backup. This is A Tale of Three Halves, Part Two, written by Simon Spurrier, artist Hayden Sherman. Two Face rages as Harvey plays the gangster, slaughtering men and trailing Jim Gordon. As he is about to murder his therapist, Dr. Mead, the strange boy Jim Gordon helped the last backup series, attacks using strange spiritual powers over the Asmer demon inside Two-Face. Two-Face finds himself lost in 10-year-old Harvey's memories of being attacked savagely by other Gotham kids. He wakes to find Dr. Mead fled, and Two-Face promises to find out more the next time Harvey sleeps. Do you think that Harvey slaughtering people to pretend to be Two-Faced makes sense? I'm sure there's some kind of end game for it. It's a little, it's very severe. It's a big thing to do. It's like if I, yeah, if I'm if I'm oh, what's it called? Dissociative personality disorder, whatever it's called. If right. I if I have multiple personality disorder because I want to part 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 part. Par, Anyway, separate my my bad side from my good side. Then if the good side starts doing all the murders, then technically Two-Face should stop existing. I just learned that today about dissociative dis personality disorder. 
Um, yeah, so that's just a little weird. So, so this is, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so Harvey, if it's true, Harvey must really think he's doing the right thing by killing all these people, but that seems not. But that's likely. a lot of murders. That's a lot of murder. Sorry, sorry. Thank you. So, so I think part of the reason why Ian asked this question is based on the conversation he and I had. And maybe we talked about it even in, on the when discussing the last issue, where we mentioned the idea that Harvey ain't so good anyway, so mm-hmm. he's just not as bad as Two Face is. Hmm. And I still don't know if I totally agree with that, but. I I also think that first of all it seems like Gail already knows that you know Harvey's doing a bad job. And I think she probably realizes that there's a conflict between Harvey and Two Face going on, you know, because if we saw from the main story, he walks in and he says, you know, kind of weird to have a see walk in and see a guy talking to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to go back to the original question, sorry. (laughs) Um, and again, it's only based on the conversation you and I had with regards to Harvey being bad already. If that theory is in fact true, um, then I almost think it defeats the question. Can you, you understand what I'm saying? He's not really so. pretending. He's not really pretending if he's not really a good guy to begin with. Mm-hmm. Going from that original argument we had last episode. Yeah, episode. but the thing is, Harvey is clearly pretending to be Two Face, so he he definitely isn't like a pure soul and. Different writers have explored this. Uh, Scott Snyder in My Own Nose Enemy. And uh, I can't remember exactly what Peter Tomasi was doing. I feel like, well, I think James Robinson also explored this in the terrible, terrible, terrible Detective Comics run he did. Um, But like, just because Harvey is not a good or perfect character means that doesn't mean he's going to do everything bad. Like he's going to have his own ways of doing bad things. And he's copying the ways of doing bad things that two face acts out. And I feel like this is a big move. And I feel like this kind of not ruins the character, but this is going to need either a lot of walking back or editorial is going to need to enforce this going forward and like cement it in other two face stories. Um, I don't know. I just do you think that this is going to be just sort of ignored in the future? Or do you think this is going to signal like a difference in how they write Two-Face in Batman for a while? They'll probably ignore it. Yeah. They're good at ignoring stuff. They're good at ignoring stuff. They are. They are. I was I was being optimistic and being like, well, maybe they'll be artistically consistent. But no. And only because they that's what they've been doing with him so far. Like, who he was in Detective Comics a few months ago or a couple years ago is not this guy. 
who he's been in other and I'm I'm the first to say, oh, you don't have to have continuity between books, that's fine. But if you're claiming to have continuity between books and your characters are so different, it just doesn't make sense. Well, you're going back to the whole tax force test with the I am. I am going back to the Suicide Squad drama. Zed. What do you think about the Asmer demons? It's just another layer of weird confusion. I don't know. I think it's a way of being able to backtrack later. <laughs> it's being able to use your characters who are on a hero's journey. I don't know. Um, mess with their heads and then being able to backtrack all the bad things they did. But it is kind of interesting seeing Harvey battle it. I don't know. I don't know. I am. This is a big why for me, because I, I want to know where do these Asmer demons come from? How do they work? How did the Orgum family come to have at least two of them under their control? Like, I just feel like there's so many questions this raises because. Obviously, we've had Barbados before, but that was sort of explained in a couple of different ways. But these are like demons that possess people and also can be controlled by external forces. So it's just a lot of questions I have about it. Yeah. Uh, can you hear us now, Theo? Yeah. I'm here. Oh, good. What do you uh, think about the asthma demons? Crazy. Just a means to an end for whatever. Ron B has as his end game. You know, he probably could have come up with many other ways to to get to where he wants the story to be and just it's just his way of doing it with the organs. Sure. Uh any comments about the art by um Hayden Sherman? Okay, friends. The art is fine. I actually like the art better than the main comic. I would prefer this art. It's a little, still creepy, but I, I'm not creeped out by like every single panel like I am in the other one. But listen, why? Okay, it's not really the art. Why is the boy eating Harvey's face? Because that's really gross. It's like a symbol or a metaphor or something. <sighs> I think it's how he gets a sense of who that person is. Like he's literally... He already, like he's literally... Yeah, he, already, he already... He, he, he already, you know, realized the asthma that was in him. And, but then, you know, in, in realizing the asthma, he felt something else as well, you know, and identifying Two-Face. Mm. I, I really like this kid, though. He needs a name. I do like the kid. He does need a name. I would say the kid does seem to be one of the more interesting parts of this ongoing story. He wasn't even in so, the last main book. Like, since since we were kind of screwed by, uh, since we were kind of screwed in shadows, can we just call him Nero 15? <laughs> <laughs> Good call. All right. So that brings me to the end of my questions about the backup. Any you guys want to bring up? Are you feeling better about Siberia? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Let's give this issue a rating out of five werewolves. Oh, my gosh. Two 
I don't personally like the art. I'm glad you guys do. Personally, I do not. I think the story is dragging on so much. Ugh. I just wanted to go somewhere. And I just am not. The bad guys don't entice me. It's been how many issues now? Five? Yep. I'm just not. I don't care. I'm not because enticed. you haven't been given a reason to care. Yeah, I'm not enticed. They're just hyper wealthy. Maybe. I mean, they're doing this whole underworld takeover thing, so I think they might be. I will give it a two seven five. I'm going to give this a three uh, because I do enjoy the art and I appreciate the craftsmanship, even though I'm not really enjoying the story. Like, I'm torn because I do like when I read it, I have an emotional reaction. I'm not like bored of it, but it's a frustrating emotional reaction. (laughs) So I'm just like, I don't know. It's just so slow. It is really slow. Um, and it's slow in a way that's not hooking me. It's, it's not a good it, monthly book slow. If this was a bi- really if this was a bi-monthly book, maybe we could get away with it, but ugh, oh. Yeah, yeah. If this was Shadow. <laughs> Weekly book. Jeez, that'd be a lot. <laughs> but we'd be happy. We were happy. That was a good arc. All right. So that I give this a three. Um, that means our average is a 2.58. Uh, we have no mode. So Theo wins. <laughs> Theo looked at the bottom of the review. <laughs> Whether you are a first time TBU Comics podcast listener, a 13 year veteran, or anything in between, we'd love to hear what you think about this episode or any of the comics we discussed. Send emails to tbu at thebatmanuniverse.net. Join our Discord server linked at thebatmanuniverse.net. Send us a tweet at tbu underscore comics. Or, if you're a patron, leave us a comment on our Patreon page. We'd also love it if you left us a review on iTunes. We'd love to read your comments on the next episode of the Batman Universe Comics Podcast. Batman may claim he works alone, but we know that he needs the Bat Family. Join the TVU Bat Family and let us know what you think. All right, let's move on to Greater Gotham. All 60 million of them. All right, starting with Dark Crisis, the Dark Army number one. And I expect a lot of you have abstained, so just go ahead and let me know if you abstain. Abstain. So before I abstain, I have a bone to pick with one. I have one. I have a bone to pick with one Ian Miller. (laughs) Because somewhere along the way, when this whole Dark Crisis thing was announced and we realized what we were getting, someone... I'm not going to say any names. Ian, it was me. Uh, said that we were not going to follow this. And I lied. He lied. He has read every issue. Every issue has Stephanie Brown. I have to. Oh, God. Okay. Every issue of Bad Girls has Cassandra Kane in it. I'm Do reading I every mean? one of those, too. You're just not as committed, Theo. Oh, I am. Com- I am. Or he has better taste. I, um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't commit to bad writing. But that's neither here or there. But um, 
Well, I do think that the Dark Army was super boring, and I did not have a good time reading it. So, thumbs down. <laughs> he did all this. Put thumbs down. It, it's got a ton of Damien Wayne Robbins, so I feel like Ooh. I have to at least mention it. But I didn't like it. It also has a ton of Red Canary, and we still have no clue who the heck this chick is. Red Canary? Yep. Nightwing number 98. <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> what did I say? Hold on, hold on. I gotta pull up what I said. What did I say? What did I say? Oh, man. It was so- we talked too much. <laughs> okay. I said, I'm not even done reading Nightwing yet, but holy cow, what is this glorious gooey goodness? Nightwing has his own. What are they called? Sprites, nymphs. He has interdimensional imps, and he's delightful. I love him. So let 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 me just say. So, Madam DJ, uh, (laughs) some music, please. (laughs) Hey Tom, uh, Steve again. So, um. I know a few episodes ago, I kind of went off the deep end and called you out and just went into some other disgust over the whole Uberic thing. So, as promised, I want to publicly apologize because this was some totally awesome storytelling. Oh my God, that was so good. And how, first of all, yeah, Uberic was just a fifth dimensional imp that now follows Nightwing around and is also a hero. And I absolutely loved it. So, Tom from this Nightwing fan, I'm sorry that you can just. We get all that other stuff I said a few episodes ago. But anyway, two thumbs up for Nightwing. Absolutely loved it. Very funny and very touching at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, apologize for nothing and give this a thumbs down. Aww. I am more surprised when you give it something other than a thumbs down. So exactly. I'm just going to go whatever. <laughs> Batman Superman World's Finest number nine. Uh, oh, this is, uh, this, uh hold on, hold on. I read it, I read it, I read it. Um, uh, so, uh, neutral, neutral, neutral trending up. It was, it was fine. Joker's there for some reason. Just uh, whatever. Okay, so still enough staying for me, but my, my, since Steph didn't say anything, any tie in the Batman and the Robin yet? N- no. <laughs> Anything dark crises? No, because it's all still in the past. It's still booty shorts, dick. Um, yeah. No, it had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> so, yeah. Abstain. Abstain. Catwoman number 49. Oh, shoot. Yeah, no, I read it. It was, I mean, it was still bad. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, it is. I mean, thankfully, it what's his butt is out of the tr- what's his butt is out of the trunk now, so that's nice. He's been in the trunk for like he was in the trunk for three issues. Why? <laughs> Why was he in the trunk for three? This is so stupid. I like how she came from Italy or whatever to come see him. He's still in the trunk. <laughs> he flew across the ocean twice. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. This book. Sucks. Oh right, no, no, and then she canoodles with Wellmont. On the rooftop before getting him out of the trunk. Wait, who no. was in the trunk? No, it was after. Oh, no, no, yeah. No, no, but then she does it on the rooftop, which I thought that was rude. That was that like was very rude. There's lady, young lady, you have a whole thing. There's a there's yeah. a whole issue. Have sex in some other place. About you and Batman. That's your place. Don't do that with Velmont. And then and then she went off to talk to Batman right after she had sex with Velmont on the rooftop. That was sleazy. Oh like, and before oh. and after she has sex with Velmont, oh. she's like talking about how she hopes Batman is her future. What is yeah, this? It was okay. I'm all for the I, I'm all for her having a good time. That was sleazy. I am not all for that her. That was having that a good was time. sleazy. God, the, the more y'all talk, the more I absolutely hate Teeny Howard for what she's doing. <laughs> it's again, awful. Again, I, I've already had my issues for how she totally screwed over Gambit and Rogue and Excalibur and ruined an otherwise awesome team. And I am... Oh God. I... Thank you, Ian, for just doing the long haul and reviewing this book. Because I'm in hell. I just, I just can't. I, I, I don't know. I just, and she's taking over Harley Quinn too. <laughs> Not that that matters. You don't read that book anyway. I did. I know. I just, just keep her away from, keep her away from Batman. Keep her away from Detective Comics. Keep her away from anything else that I'm reading. And don't put her on Batgirls. I was and, about to say, I don't think well, that would be I'm, an improvement I'm, for us. I'm, 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 I'm still hoping and praying that they find somebody else to replace Clooney and, and Conrad. I'm still but, a bit surprised that they didn't put Tamaki on it. I mean, I know that Tamaki is a big name, so they don't want to... I don't know. It just feels like she'd be a good fit after the... Uh, one bad day, two face. I just I, the every episode you all get to this conversation about what goes on in oh, Catwoman, and it just makes me hate what what Teeny Howard is doing more and more and more. And I just I can't. I just can't. I'm I'm sorry, Bruce. I, it, it, uh, she she's just ruining uh, otherwise wonderful character, and I just I don't get it. I don't. Maybe that's what she was hired to do. I don't know. It's possible to, um, to, to make the notion of of Bruce and Talia getting together to do that. They just gotta make Selena. I'm trying to find the right word on a. A lady of loose social responsibility is what the current Russian president liked to call them. <laughs> Can we quote him on this show? I don't think that's right. <laughs> I mean, I'm being extremely vague, so. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah, you all. Yeah, 
see this that this would be the type of this would be the type of issue just hearing the quick summary i mean this would be this would probably set me off on ed type levels to where i just would have to do a other rant and have to issue a, an apology after i just i don't i mean the big frustrating thing is like Valmont is just such a dumb character. Like the the cop that Selena had a flame, not a fling with, like a flirtation with during Ram V's run. He was a cool character. He like had an attitude and he had a commitment to justice. Valmont is just a simp. He is dumb. He is. He is very. He has no personality other than how can I serve you, my lady? He's a also, simp. Also, I'm very cool. Yeah, no, I know. It's just awful. I don't. I don't care. I don't care about Valmont and whoever the hell he may be. But what I do care about is what they're doing, what they seem to be doing, from how you all are describing it to Selena. And it's just that uh, I just can't. I mean, everything that's been built up and. and you know, they've they've broken up and got back together, but this is just seems to be taking it to another level. Well, hey Bruce, yeah, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you later. Like, let me go screw this guy, and then after she screws the guy, she goes and calls him back. Yeah, yeah, That's just not good. Yeah, not, just keep Teeny away from anything. Speaking of not good, one bad day, Mr. Freeze. Abstain. I actually enjoyed it. So thumbs up for me. I will say it did have very good art. I really like the art by Mateo Scalera. Um, I am not here for oh, uh, Bluebeard Mr. Freeze. Like, I am not here for it. I mean, because the, the idea... The idea that all these years that Victor never really wanted a cure for Nora is a good angle. It's a good different angle to consider his history. And, you know, all these years and these decades, you know, we're thinking, hey, you know, he's trying to save his wife. Hell, we got the story of him actually saving his wife to the point to where she turns her back on him. In yeah, I like that story way more than this one. And But now, here it is, an entirely different viewpoint of that history. I'm okay with that. This notion that I well, this is alternate her. universe. It's not. Yeah, actually. I know. I know. I, I know it's alternate universe, but just the story itself—the idea that no, I, 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 I never wanted to save her because I don't want to share her with the rest of the world. She's mine, and that's an interesting take, and I'm okay with that. Well, there you have it, kids. We've got one thumbs up and one thumbs down. You read and decide for yourself. Uh, Dark Crisis, Worlds Without a Justice League, Batman number one. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I'm reading Robin, sorry. Um, probably the Abstain. I didn't read a lot of things. Abstain. We're talking Dark Crisis. Dark right? Crisis, yes. No, just totally didn't read it. No. 
No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm just saying. I think he is the only traitor reading. <laughs> it's the Batman issue. I felt I had to read it. Like, it's my duty. And also, it sucked. Simon Spurrier, go away. Go back to Marvel and stay there. Oh, my goodness. So who's the Batman in this one? So it's Batman. Bruce gets split into two personalities, uh, a white one who is Mr. Wax and a dark one who's Mr. Wayne. And he's like a robot Batman. (laughs) And he goes around killing people. And like Bruce Wayne, like rules the day and Batman rules the night. And they find out the truth that Alfred is brainwashing both of them. And it's just awful and stupid, and I hate it. Thumbs down, by the way. Deceased, War of the Undead Gods, number four. Uh, I didn't get around to it, but it's open and ready for me to read. Thumbs up. Thumbs up? Thumbs up. Don't worry, it'll be thumbs up for you, too. Okay. Just go say it. Black Adam, number six. I'm including this because it is a confrontation between Batman and Black Adam. Uh, not interested. Abstain. I haven't read any other Black Adam issues, so same. And I thumbs up because it's Priest and he's writing Batman and oh. Black Adam. Maybe we'll check it out. Um, GCPD, the Blue Wall, number two. I read it. It's getting really depressing. I'll say thumbs up, but this is not a fun read. This is really sad. I would say sad from a dark standpoint. Yeah. Just everything that that the characters are ex- experiencing, mm-hmm. and it, it's a thumbs up for me too. So, but you know, like Steph said, this is this is going to, and again, this is Theo speaking as Stallone, black guy of the trio. This is going to bring some real life stuff to the forefront with regards to what Ridley is doing. And it is totally, completely different to what he's been doing in I Am Batman, even though you may see touches of it. But it is totally not the same. But I am still enjoying it. Um, I hope it doesn't continue down this path like Steph mentioned where it's just every issue is a sad ending Mm -hmm. because the notion of the kid doing the right thing and getting his brains blown out over it you know that's the type of stuff that does happen in real life and Mm -hmm. that's the reason why you that's the reason why witnesses don't come forward like they should but that 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 was that was not the ending that I was looking for, and again, still good issue, thumbs up. But I don't want to see that every issue. Yeah, I it, didn't get to this one, so I'm abstaining. It, it would be a book you don't look forward to. Like it's just, yeah, it it, it would start to get really just. If you were having a good day, it would put a stop to that. It's just really, it's too real. Oh, yeah. 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 If you had, if you had a wonderful day at the office or you had a wonderful day spending it with the family, don't, don't, don't pick this up. Wait until, 
wait until you've been ticked off by someone and you're already upset and, <laughs> and pick up but then that'll make you feel worse and it'll be okay <laughs> what an endorsement oh but it's, it's a good story it, it really is no it's really- no, i definitely understand what you guys are saying i just um this doesn't make me eager to go read it. um dc versus vampires number 11 abstain same here Neutral, I guess. <laughs> uh, the Human Target number nine. Again, like Black Adam, this is a Batman versus the main character issue, which is why I included it. Absolutely. Hold up. So, so wait, wait. Did you read it, Steph? No, I didn't. No. Hold up. So I, I got a gripe with <laughs> it. So another one. Yes, another one. So or is it the same we, one? Yeah, probably the same one. But no. <laughs> So in our in our private chat, and like, oh, this is very Batman, especially the ending, blah 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 blah. That's why I say, okay, well, I'll read it, and you read it, and there's not one glimpse of Batman anywhere. It, it's it's Batman centric only because only because Chance thinks he's running away from Batman, who's chasing him because of Guy's death. And it's all for naught because but it's he goes not back. for nothing because there's a he, huge wham line at the end. He, okay, so he it's all for naught because at the end he says, Oh, he must know Guy's alive. Yes. Oh. Okay, so yeah, everybody's pissed off because he, he killed off Guy issues before only to find out oh he must know that he's alive that's a great plot twist man okay again we're talking batman and again guy gardner is my favorite landon so when i found out that he was killed in this yes i was ticked but i was that's why i'm happy about this but it's not batman it's totally batman (laughs) he spends the entire so he spends the entire issue stuff yeah is the entire issue saying he should be behind us? He Bat- should be behind us. Batman's or maybe he, him. yeah. Well, maybe he's he in the. He think he is. He sees Batman behind every corner because he's a cowardly, suspicious criminal. <laughs> he, he, he beats the shit out of this guy, thinking it's Batman <laughs> in disguise, and the guy's just trying to eat his soup. Ah! <laughs> it, it's just it's stupid. It's awesome. Thumbs up. And the only I will make it a neutral, but the fact that it's Tom King only means I should have expected this. <laughs> I don't think I told you you had to read this. I just wanted to. No, it, it, it wasn't bad, but I can't give Tom King stuff thumbs up. <laughs> Fair. I am I am sorry. I am ultra petty ultra salty and always will be about issue 50 oh my at me if you I, want. I don't blame you about issue 50 that issue still makes me mad all right <clears throat> tim drake robin number three i just Thinking finished of things that make me mad i just finished so you know one thing i mean thumbs down but <laughs> so <laughs> okay, you know what i realized that bothers me about the art. It's not just the art. I mean, the art is terrible. And Bernard's character design is is so different from what... I mean, everyone's design is terrible. It's the colors. 
the colors are drab and muddy and gross. Like they're not happy colors at all. Which is weird because the book isn't a sad it's not trying to be a sad it book. It is a yucky, nasty colored book. I mean, no offense to the, I mean, the, the colors are well composed, I guess. But like, it just, it makes me think this is a dirty book. It's, it's, look, these Robin's colors are not bright and vibrant and wonderful. They're yucky. Anyway. Yep. I think that's a very fair assessment. How, how many times can I say yucky? <laughs> <laughs> Throw a couple more in. <laughs> Hardcore thumbs down. This was awful. I will take your word for it. Thumbs down. This is one of the most obnoxious wanks of a character we've seen since Batman versus Robin number three. Um, I don't want to see the Vat family fighting each other. I don't want to see them saying, oh, I can beat this character because I'm so much better than them. I'm tired of this, especially three times in a row. We got with um, Task Force Z. We got with Batman versus Robin, and now we have it with Tim Drake Robin. Everyone who wants to write Bat Family versus Bat Family, go back to Marvel and write the Avengers fighting each other. They can do that all day. The Bat Family needs to fight villains, not each other. Go away. Let, let, let me just say, this is one of the few books that I know out there that is almost universally yeah i mean not just i mean we 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 talk about it and and hear about it a lot on the server but you go you go in facebook groups and they're talking about it you go on reddit they're talking about it it is one of the most universally hated comics that i've seen out there and for some reason dc just doesn't get it I don't understand. DC really misjudged this entire series. <sighs> and and so I mean, just as a quick like added thing to rant about this book, the 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 not the damsel in distress, but like the the civilian who walks by, she like sees this giant epic battle between five different robins killing and fighting each other, and she's just no, no, she just walks by. Oh hi, Robin! I just wanted to talk to you, and then suddenly she's in harm's way, and it's like. Are you a crazy person? Why didn't you run away and call 911? That's what I would have done. Call okay. your fairy gay father from last issue. So that, that sounds very horror movie-ish. The, the, the stupid teen who goes right into the trap being laid by Jason or Michael Myers when it's obvious you should be going the other direction. Yeah. Yeah, but you won't. I won't be picking this up. Batman Fortress number seven. We're almost to the end of this uh, miniseries. Epstein. Oh my God! Thumbs up. So, so all these issues they've been searching for Superman. He. <laughs> they've been searching for Superman because the aliens that have basically put the planet into a total blackout are. Searching for Kalel to make him pay for the atrocities his people of Krypton have put amongst these other planets. And Batman and President Lex Luthor, which is probably the, the ugliest Lex Luthor that I've ever seen, because <laughs> he looks twice the size of every other rendition of the character, and he's walking around in. Do you think Lex that he was trying to draw Kingpin instead of Lex Luthor? 
he he actually does look like Kingpin. He, he looks like a slim down Kingpin. Um, but you have him. You have uh, so you have Batman. You have yeah, Batman. You have Luther. You have uh, Aquaman, and I'm always going to call him Calder. Um, you have Emiko, and you have I can't remember the Squirrel Green Lantern, but they're all looking for Superman, and they're and well, they're not looking for Superman because they feel they feel he's off planet because Bruce then searched for him. They searched everywhere. He can't find him, so he figures he's somewhere off planet. So the only chance he has of helping out the planet is to break into the Fortress of Solitude, and they're able to do so. And this was one of the first issues once Kelda's in the story that they're not doing some type of offhanded sexual trope. It's just replaced by a racist trope because (laughs) black guys save all of their white asses or at least their non-black asses as he said in the story so that was dumb but the story itself was fun because one it had crypto and crypto is wonderful and he's awesome and he remembers bruce and scares the scares the hell out of everyone else but in the end they realized that one reason why Batman couldn't find Superman anywhere on the planet is because Superman is in the fortress, which can't be penetrated by any of Batman's equipment. And uh-huh. he seems to be in this death-like state. Well, this and, explains the title. Yes. So, yeah, I this was probably the best of all the issues thus far again they could have done without the stupidity lines with Kelda, but outside of that i am i am still liking this so thumbs up well sounds like black label continues to produce content that finds a good audience so good for them and lastly punchline the gotham game number two um what happened hold on i read it hold on what happened Batman is weird in the... He doesn't react a lot. Like, at the very end, she's working with the... What are they called? The Royal Flush Gang. Mm -hmm. And they've got this plan. And uh, this dude is... Oh, right, right. The the YouTuber from the last one's been, like, chemicaled with something. And he's crazy. And, And then... Ico's there for some reason. So wait, is this a spinoff from her backup story? Um, it's a sequel to that. It's a sequel to that. She's, but it's also connected to what Howard's doing in Catwoman. In Catwoman, so, right. So so they talk about Ico's in it. They talk about Catwoman. It sounds like Catwoman's going to get revenge because Punchline stabs Ico at the end of the issue. And Batman just stands there and doesn't do anything. And then... Mm-hmm. And then Punchline throws Ico off the building, and Batman's like, oh, I'll save her. I should have done that 10 minutes ago. Uh. <laughs> anyway. And the Royal Flush gang, gang then got out of prison, too? The, the, she, she, she's recruiting retired members, so they're not uh, in prison. Ah. Uh, yeah. And then she offered to have a threesome with him, but that was in the last issue. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. No, I'm not joking. 
<laughs> yes, this series is weird and weird. It's weird. So, I mean, I, I thumbs down, but honestly, just, I don't know. I don't like the Catwoman tie-in, and I don't like Batman in this issue. Wait, who's writing this one? This is Teeny Howard. Oh, that her husband sense. Blake. I just can't, yo. Ah, uh, yeah. Keep her away from Batman and tech, please. That's all I ask. That is all I ask. Well, that brings us to the end of our Greater Gotham. Um, <laughs> no, score. <laughs> I didn't read it. I'm I'm serious, y'all. We need to end with like what we're thankful for because this is really depressing. This was a downer. And I don't want this to be how we end the episode. <laughs> okay, let's go through what we're thankful for. Okay. Steph, start us off. Well, I'm thankful for both you guys. I love talking to you, and I love complaining about comics with you, <laughs> and being happy and excited about comics with you. And I love Dan Mora, and I love the way he draws Robin and Batman. <laughs> um, I love these things too. <laughs> and I'm grateful for Tom King because he <laughs> gave us a lot of good Batcat, and I know he messed it up. Or at least DC messed it up for him. But I am grateful for Tom King and all the things he did for Batcat. Because I love it. And it's what got me back into comics. And it's what got me on the podcast. And it's got, got me here. So I can't I can't not be happy about that. I can. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about what we're thankful for. So I expect some Tom Taylor from you, Theo. I am thankful for Chip Zdowski. <laughs> And what mm. he's currently doing on Batman, because as much as I am a fan of Romby, tech is really dragging right now. So at least, at least I have something to look forward to. Um, I too am thankful for Dan Moore. So give Dan Moore all the covers since yeah. he can do all of the issues. He's trying. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm happy with that. I am also happy for and thankful for this podcast. So every two weeks, the three of us get together and it is a personal release for me. I, I haven't done my own podcast in a while just with everything life and work and stuff that's can't been understand going. how someone who's doing a full-time job and another podcast and a phd can't just do more stuff you know <laughs> <laughs> so you know those things have just kind of been on hold but every two weeks the the three of us get together and as you as you will sometimes know when you get to the end of the podcast and there is a there's an outtake that Steph adds in, such as last episode where <laughs> Ian and I discuss all of the awesomeness that is called Cobra Kai. <laughs> uh but you know for a podcast that typically will be an hour I want to have give or take the we're actually working on two over two hours now, just for lack of better words. 
connection with one another. And that release is such an awesome thing to look forward to every two weeks. So I am truly thankful for this podcast. And I'm pretty sure Steph is going to bleep out me. You guys had a lot of bleeps today. <laughs> Wait, all is bleeps? Yes, it is. It should be child appropriate. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was a PG cuss word. <laughs> I'm gonna... I, mean, I mean, I'm wondering how she's going to figure out what she's going to do talking about threesomes and <laughs> bumping uglies on the rooftop. So, Ladies of no social responsibility. <laughs> I, don't, I don't envy i am grateful for i mean you guys have taken so many things i am grateful for for no no you are thankful for theo for just (laughs) being that argumentative person that keeps you on your toes and i am well i'm gonna i'm gonna get to you guys because i want to wrap up with that but i am thankful for um chip sadarsky's the night Oh yeah. That took a concept I was wanting to see for so long that basically expanding the training section of Batman Begins in a comic form and it did it so well. It's such a great comic. Um and I'm grateful just, and not just the training aspect but just the universe edits mm-hmm. as, without messing up continuity as we know it. Right, right. It um it works and it's a great story by itself, but it also wraps into other pieces of Batman's past and sets up things like Batman Inc. I'm grateful we got I think it was seventeen issues of Robin from Josh Williamson. That was a really great series. Mm-hmm. Are you thankful for Tini Howard? <laughs> <laughs> I will be thankful when I don't have to review her comics anymore. <laughs> so I'm not thankful yet. Or are oh, you man. thankful for her showing how to not write a comic book? My goodness. I am I'm thankful for a lot of non-Batman things right now. So I am thankful for, for Chip Zdarsky and Tom King because I really liked Batcat. Um and I'm thankful for James Tynan because you know he still had some comics this year. Um I really love Joker. That that title was amazing from the first to the last, with the exception of that one cannibal issue. And I I really hope he comes back. Um, I know he probably won't come back for a couple more years, but I'd love to see him back at DC. And I really appreciate the leadership he provided and the place he left Gotham. In. I think he left Gotham in a pretty good place for other people to come in and play with the toys. And Mariko Tamaki. Um, I forgot to be thankful for Mariko. Yes, and I'm thankful for Mariko Tamaki and her, her passion that she poured into the Bat family in Detective Comics. Mm-hmm. And just... Focusing on that civilian side that we just didn't see enough in the last 10 years. She really fleshed out the civilian side of Gotham for the first time in a long time and did it brilliantly with Deb Donovan and so many of the other characters. Um, I do hope we see Deb and Mr. Worth and all these other people that she fleshed out some more. Outside of Batman, I'm really thankful for The Flash. Jeremy Adams (laughs) has got me buying The Flash for the first time in my life. Um, and he's done some great stuff with the Bat family and cameos, too. So fantastic. Really enjoying Black Adam, of course. And um, as as we talked about last, I'm very thankful for Cobra Kai. Fantastic TV show. And I'm thankful for Top Gun Maverick because I've watched it 
twice since the DVD came out because I've been showing it to all my family who didn't see it in theaters. And I'm going to see it at least two more times because I have more family members to show it to. <laughs> um, but seriously, I am extremely thankful for Steph and Theo. Steph's just wisdom and humor and dedication in editing and music choices and sensitivity in things like our opening this week is inspirational. And Theo's knowledge and I appreciate someone who can argue while still maintaining that bond we have over loving the Batman universe and so many other things. Because the point of a podcast to me is conversation and sharing perspectives. And Theo's perspective always pushes me to have my own perspective as well articulated and to hear the things that I might be missing. And so I really appreciate the ability we have to come together and hopefully produce a podcast that will enlighten people. Because I know that I've gone back and listened to Dustin and Stella and Ed and Donovan and all the other people who used to be on the podcast. And I hope that in five, ten years, people will come back and listen to us because I've certainly had a great time making it with you two. All right. Um, and another thing I'm thankful for, segue time, are our Patreons. Oh, yeah. It really does. And so I would like to thank Lisa Slack, Ian Miller, Gerald Green, Joshua Lappin Bertoni, Rob O, Tim Garassi, Stephanie Mounts, Donovan Morgan Grant, Stanton's Grave, Donald Townsend, Ed Grouse, Captain America, Mary Garrett, Austin Davis, Johnny McCloskey, Cesar Diaz, Jessica Morales, David Richards, and Robert Lewis. For this Thanksgiving episode, I want to extend a special thank you to all of you. You help us keep it on the on the servers, on the web, for anyone to listen to, and you help us to produce more episodes. So thank you very much. Yeah, y'all, enjoy the Thanksgiving. Uh, I do have extra honey baked ham turkey if anybody <laughs> wants. You just have to come to Louisiana to get it. Man, if you were closer, I would say come over, because like it would be great. But unfortunately, I'm on the other side of the country, so we you can't. come to my house, it's only like a five-hour drive. That's yeah, better than a twelve-hour drive. Yeah, I'll do better going by Steph because I'm, 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 I know I like cold weather, but I'm hearing it's pretty bad. I mean, not. It's but not actually that bad yet. It'll get way cold. worse in February. <laughs> Thank you all for listening, and this has been Ian. This is Steph, and this is Mister Gobble Gobble. Everything, buddy. <laughs> And we'll see you next time. Your mic is kind of crappy. Oh, are you using are you seeing a wrong mic? That's a oh, weird. That's a, that's a weird answer. No, it's also giving me a chance to look it up. <laughs> I don't remember. Is <laughs> it Shadow of the Bat? Is that any better? Oh, so much better. Hundred oh, percent better. Webcam again? Dang it! Not Buffalo Bat. Well, February. I'm going to London. Oh man, Ooh, what are you doing? That's that crazy thing? time. That's a terrible time to go to London. Why? Because it's going to be exactly. so cold and wet. Yeah. Well, I'm going to avoid Grosso. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I've, I've, I've been dealing with Mardi Gras my entire life. I need a break. <laughs> fair. Very fair. I could, do, I could deal with cold and wet. I just put there's so much, there's only so much of, and this will probably end up being in the outtake. There's only so much of, of women bearing their breasts and. What? Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's how you get peeds, Ian.
and people wait you never you never heard of that ian i am a sheltered child i do not go to these things i've never oh. been and i know that if you flash your boobies you get more beads yes. i was not aware this was a thing <laughs> I'm going to have to invite Ian to, to Mardi Gras one year. I, I think uh, maybe uh, <coughs> I think I've got the, the Corona again. Oh, there is a reason why Mardi Gras historically has always been the day before Ash Wednesday. Get all of the boshery out of the way. <laughs> and then you head to church for confession. That was a lot of things I did not think would be mentioned on the podcast. <laughs> but Ian, I've never thought you never heard of okay, it's basically called Show Your Tits not, in New Orleans. I'm I'm from Minnesota where <laughs> you would not do that in February. Because <laughs> it's cold. Yeah. So Mardi Gras could be anywhere from February from early February to mid March. And so yeah. Even in the cold, especially in the French Quarter, you will see the ladies and the fellas do some um, question stuff that they wouldn't do at home to get Mardi Gras stuff. And to this day, it still happens, even though you can go online and buy all the Mardi Gras stuff you want rather cheaply. I'm going to be in Columbus in a few weeks. I'm going to a Galaxy Con. Ooh. Oh, nice. I just went to a con, too. I met Larry Hama and Ben Templesmith. They were very nice. I'm going to meet Dennis Cowan at Columbus. Oh, there. Do you have, what are you going to get him signed? I got a bunch of milestone stuff I'm going to get. Oh, nice. Original nice. milestone. Like, I'm like I was going to, I was going to say, like, this is classic stuff, right? Naked, I got a copy. Nice. Excuse me, of the continuum. Nice. The continuum. Let me give them the sign as well. Excellent.